Welcome to the Moxie and Jana Show. I mean, we are spilling some real tea up in her, okay? So we have aptly named our little show, Spilling Real Tea with Jana and Moxie. Get it? Tune in and listen to us share all our crazy, wildly unbelievable crap that we see, do, and navigate in the insane world of real estate. And we're talking everything. Oh, the stories we will share. Literally everything. Down to the fails only us real estate agents could make. We got it all, y'all. Straight out of Casey, and we spilling it. Hey, Jana. Hey, Moxie. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So did you hear we have a, an official name for our lovely podcast that we're doing? I did. I'm very excited about it. Please tell. Yeah. Do tell. It's, it's called Some Real Tea. With Jana and Moxie. I love it. Doesn't it rhyme? It does. Because you know what we're going to do? We're going to spill some freaking tea. Yeah. We're going to do it in a real way. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Totally. I'm so punny. <laughs> so punny. I love it. Yeah. So we need to talk about how we know each other. So how do you... How I need you... to come up with a better story, I feel like. I love the story of how you know me. <laughs> Do. I love it. <laughs> is that not? Is that not? I mean, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Are you going to tell the whole story? Yeah. You're, you're going to do all of it. Yeah. You're going to share all the. Yeah. You're going to spill all the tea. I'll spill all the tea. The real tea. The real tea. True story. I like it. I like okay, it. so how do you, how do you remember meeting me the first time? Yes. Or what made you recognize like, you? Be like, hey, girl, hey. So it is kind of a funny story. So when I first started in real estate, I was in Blue Springs at an office in Blue Springs. And I had a lot of clients out in like Lone Jack and Oak Grove and all of that. So I used to drive I-70 all the time. Seriously, the first time I ever saw your billboard, I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, who buys a billboard? Who buys a billboard? And I'm like, that's actually really smart, especially because you're, you know, focusing on the air, you know, whatever. So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. That's how I first met you. I saw your face on a billboard and you're like, so the real moxie. Yeah, girl. Do you want to know? I'm scared. Do you want to know why I actually got that billboard? It's almost slightly embarrassing, but I'm not going to lie. The few people that I do tell it to, they find it to be extraordinarily funny. So The reason that I got that billboard, I don't know, seven years ago, six years ago, I'm not really sure how long it's been, um, really was just to make my ex-husband mad because I knew he was going to- I thought I heard that story, but this (laughs) I love, I was like, I don't know where this is going. I just want to hear it from you. I knew he was going to have to drive past that sign on I-70 to go to work. And then I heard that he potentially got another job, so I got a second billboard (laughs) on 50, right, so that he had to- 50 highway. Okay. So he had to drive. So both east and west. Both going west. Going westbound. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't have an option. Well, and then somebody told me, which this is just, I'm just petty, but somebody then told me that he actually now works directly across the highway from the sign in Oak Grove. And they asked him, they said, how do you feel about seeing your ex-wife every morning on a billboard? I fucking love that. I know. It's, it's funny. It's funny. I mean, honestly, it's it's. Did he ever like text you and be like, "What, what the hell is going on?" No, no, absolutely. Never said anything. Never said a word because who knew it was out of spite? And then it just ended up being like a fun thing that I had, and people recognized me, and 
So the original intention maybe wasn't the best and surely was not the best business intention. But it's, you know, you got to go with what works. Anyways, enough with the billboards, enough with the billboards. Now what we need to talk about is how I met you. Mm -hmm. And I don't, like, I don't know. I don't remember how we met each other. I don't either. I remember, you know, we did a lot of the same classes, go to a lot of the same masterminds. We used the same primary lender. I don't know how we want to position that, but. (laughs) She's my girl. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And like, I used to network like all the time whenever mm-hmm. I very first got into real estate, which is crazy because my agents are like, how do you, how did you get started and how do agents know you? I'm like, I don't know. I just did everything in networking. I didn't care if it was real estate related or like you said, mastermind, because mm-hmm. that's not always real estate focused sometimes. Not always, but so, I mean, just getting out and meeting people. Yeah. Putting yourself out there. Yeah. I had a blast. Like what we're doing now. Yeah. But in like a secretive way. Yeah, kind of. We're in an office all by ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little different. Each other. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Yes. How long have you been out here just slinging houses in Kansas City? <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. So let me think about this for a second. Um, so I worked for a pretty big technology company back in like 2013 to 2016, roughly. And we had acquired another company. And that company had a similar product to the, my team, basically. And so I, I was a software executive and I managed a team of about 64 people. And basically, we went through essentially a pretty big round of layoffs back in 2016. I got to take my team of 64 people down to 12 people. Oh. And then through that process, which was terrible, um, very awful for everyone, truly for everyone, um, I asked them to put me at the end of the list. It's like, you can just put me on the list because... I don't really want to work with an organization that behaves this way, yeah. treats its people this way. Yeah. So that was in 2016, and I got a pretty, pretty nice severance package, which was awesome. I, you know, left this big six-figure corporate job, and I was like, "What the hell am I going to do with my life?" And I remember very distinctly not loving the process of buying a house in Dew Springs, and um, not thinking my agent did a super great job, and thinking, "Of course I can do it better." You know, I think that's what we all think we can do it better. So that was 2016. I got my license and started selling right away. I had my first transaction the first month. And then I went on to do like 21 transactions and like 4 million, I think, my first year. A little over 4 million. So 2016. What about you? How long have you been in real estate? I have never heard that story before. No? Now you have to listen to my story. Yep. And you're going to think that I'm just repeating your story to you. Are you serious? I'm not kidding you. You will not believe how many people I hear say the almost the exact same thing. Corporate job, laid off, decided real estate was the right thing for me. I don't know. Okay. Put words in your mouth there. but So 2016, Mm -hmm. I had, uh, my old boss had a propensity of firing the people that made more money than him when W-2s came out. So I got fired, and then five days later, the top sales rep in the company, in our office, also got fired. And I thought that day, I don't ever want anyone to ever dictate my paycheck ever again. And I had already started thinking about getting into real estate because I had just purchased a home, and I didn't really feel like the agent necessarily did me a service. Um, Maybe they were more focused on the paycheck than anything else. And I thought, you know. Commission breath is real. Yes, absolutely. That commission breath is real. They smell it. So I just, I really thought, you know, this fall, whenever I was in construction, Mm -hmm. 
I was an administrator in construction and uh, project manager. And I thought to myself this fall. I didn't even know that. Yeah, okay. I was a project coordinator. I love it. it was I was awesome at it. It was so much fun. I love it. So I had thought this fall, I'm going to get my license and I'm going to go part-time with this agent named JC. I get fired and my roommate at the time, he was like, you... Are you going to be okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. He's actually taking his test right now. For real? Yes, to become Love a real it. estate agent. So uh. hopefully he joins us. But anyways, um, I came home that night and he was like, go out with your friends. You were already planning on doing that. Don't just sit on the couch. And again, we are platonic friends, right? There was no romantic here, but he was a good friend. And so I was like, you're right. I'll go out. So I go out with my girlfriends. We walk into this bar. It was a winery in, in Lee Summit. And guess who's sitting at the bar? JC. Mm. I'd never seen her in public in my entire life. And I didn't even say hi to my friends. I just walked right up to her and I said, when do I start? And so she said, tomorrow. So I showed up at her office that day. <laughs> I ended up not going with her. I ended up going with a family friend brokerage and I, the same, did 24 deals in my first 12 mm -hmm. months. Um, I'll be honest, I don't remember my sales numbers, but I did 24 deals. And I really thought the same thing as you. Like, I don't want to work for a corporate office that's just going to hack me off at the knees. Yeah. Somebody else dictating my paycheck. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's, that's allowed to fire people just because we made more money than him. Mm -hmm. Go do more work and I won't make more money than you. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, that's right. I said it. Um, so I also thought I can also <laughs> sell real estate as good or better than the person that helped me buy my house. And so I made it a mission to make sure that buyers did not get screwed over in the process. And obviously sellers as well. But my main mission at the beginning of my career was definitely buyers. So Yeah. Yeah. Like and so when was that? 2016. Shut up. Yeah. February of 2016. I got my first under contract in like two weeks of having my license. Mm -hmm. I was closed. And then I had my first cash deal in like a month after my I was like, well, what are these? <laughs> <laughs> what are these? You're like, this is amazing. Yeah. But it was a $17,000 house. Hey, and so what? it wasn't they a lot of money. Sell. But, you know, one thing that I'm really proud of that I've done in this business that a lot of people may not be able to say or may not be as proud to say mm -hmm. I have since I started I have never missed a month without a closing or a paycheck wow since day one of getting my first paycheck I have never missed a month without getting one damn and that's pretty crazy to be that able to is. say that is one of my main goals in real estate is to never miss a month yeah. without a paycheck yeah so it's been tough and girl there have been times where I'm like Am I going to make it this month? And somehow it always happens. That's so, so crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy. Well, that has definitely not been my experience. I definitely did the typical agent roller coaster for the first probably year or two. I have fits and spurts, fits and spurts. You know, you'd have like three or four closings one month and then you'd go without for like two months. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, the funny thing about that is that was the point at which I realized leverage matters. Right. And I'm spending so much time being wrapped up in the transaction and nurturing my people through to the closing and just, you know, all of the things and da, 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 that I had my blinders on and I was solely focused on that and I wasn't paying attention to what was going on around me. Yeah. And that huge mistake, obviously, and a lot of agents make it. It's not that unusual. I would like, no, okay. It's not that unusual, but. I think that's one of the things that we work through now, especially with our respective teams. And we do have two distinctly different teams. Yep. And that's one of the things we work through with them is like how to keep a really great customer experience for your clients, but then at the same time, also keep your eyes open, make sure that you're nurturing your, your people that are further out, you're keeping in contact with them. They know that you're still in real, you know, all of the things. Yeah. 
it's one of those big things because we don't want to get into that cycle of we have two to three closings this month and then we have nothing for two months. Yeah. And we have two to three, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, because we are cyclical in Kansas City. Absolutely. Well, I, mean, I, I think, think across is. this United States, it's cyclical. Yeah. But I can tell you when to plan a vacation as a real estate agent. Yep. There really isn't a, and if ands or buts about it. Mm-hmm. You want to know when to go and nobody's going to call you? I can tell you exactly when. And it's not when you would think. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that's interesting to me. When I'm not getting phone calls, my family, they do estate sales. Mm -hmm. So someone passes away or gets divorced or moves, they go in and sell all of their stuff afterwards. I'll call my brother and I'll be like, hey, are you getting calls? Nope, I'm not at all. And I'm not either. And then a week later, 10 days later, I start getting calls. I call my brother. Hey, are you getting calls? Yeah, I'm getting calls again. So it is cyclical in Kansas City. And you just have to figure out how to ride the the yeah. waves the correct way well, so that, that you're not and leverage and leverage yeah to leverage yeah yep. building right those yeah and building those pipelines yeah. are so building impactful. those good practices yeah. building out your processes yeah. and making sure that you're taking care of people and it'll, yeah. um, it will it will it will yeah what what did I say um, effort compounded over time will give you dollar bills mm-hmm. so if you dollar, put dollar in, bills y'all yeah if you put in enough effort compounded over time. Mm-hmm. So when agents are like, this doesn't work, I'm like, you put out one Facebook post and called two broke friends. What do you mean? <laughs> Accurate. What do you mean it doesn't work? <laughs> Go make better efforts. So right? Oh my gosh. Well, that leads me to this. Okay. So this morning on the way in, I was listening to this podcast, Alex Hermosi. Alex Hermosi um, has this podcast and he's like one of those people that's very entrepreneurial and he's very, you know, he owns acquisition.com and he very much focuses on you know, growing entrepreneurs, right? And I, I think a lot of agents miss the fact that that's what we do. Yeah. We're entrepreneurs. We we're are. out here making, you know, making our own way in the world. You know, he was talking about how when you um, join a team, hire a coach, join a company, but buy a system, buy into a system of some kind, and you're going through the process of, oh, I'm just going to tweak it here and change it here and do this and that. And his whole thing is, don't get cute. Don't get cute. Work with what you, what you have already been proven is successful right so like if it isn't broke don't fix it exactly right and so i think i see a lot of agents a lot of agents and and i was no exception to this rule as a as a brand new agent chasing this shiny object right oh yeah when someone's like hey as your team leader you know we provide those those steps to our agents and we're like okay you know you're gonna make this call this day then you're gonna send a text message then you're gonna send a postcard then you're gonna we build this system out for them that we know works and then they try to change it, right? Or we've tried to change it in the past and stick with what works until you are more successful than the person that you got this system from. And then, and then tweak it. And then you can tweak it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very shiny. A squirrel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, somebody's doing this hot new thing. I want to try that yeah. out. I was. I was like that for the first probably three years. I think years. we all are. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. If it ain't mm-hmm. bro, don't fix it. If it ain't bro, don't fix it. Okay. Or don't be cute. All right, so I have one for you. Okay, what's up? What do you think is something most people don't know about you? As a real estate agent or as just like in a... general, just as a person, in business, personally, whatever. What's something you think most people don't know about you? Um, wow, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of an open book. I don't know what I don't what people don't know about me because mm. I do put so much out there. Mm-hmm. I am authentic as can be. Yeah, I might keep my religious quieter or my political quieter, sure. but in the reality of things, I'm I feel like I'm pretty honest about stuff. So the only thing that I could maybe think that people don't know about me is that I actually have had I'm working on it 
pretty severe social anxiety. Most I people, don't know that about you. Most people wouldn't oh, know that about me. Interesting. Yeah. So when I'm in a certain situation or any kind of networking, I am next level nervous. Really? I am inside Girl, myself. Girl, you hold the poise like nobody's business. Maybe that's something that nobody knows about me. I think it is. <laughs> so it's it's interesting, though, if we're going to just get way too deep here, it's a trauma. That's a trauma that I am expressing in that. And so I've been working on a lot of trauma bonds and different things to heal that um, because I used to do what was called the Britney dip. So if you were friends with me back in like the kickball days or my party days after my first marriage, I, you would look, look around and you'd be like, where did she go? By the way, I, I go by Moxie, but my real name is Brittany. I feel like we all know this. This was pre-Moxie. You would just look around and be like, where did she go? And I literally would just get so overcome and just be like, I have to go. I wouldn't even say bye to people. They'd be like, you didn't even say bye to us last time. I'm like, yeah, join the club. I feel like that's actually a term. It's like the Irish goodbye or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. Something like that. Well, they just called it the Britney dip. Britney I did it dip. all the oh time. I just had really social anxiety. And so now that I'm networking, it's still there. Mm -hmm. It is still inherently there. But I'm also working on that trauma. Mm -hmm. And so that's also helping immensely. You have to like trick your brain. Because I, and I say that because I have similar challenges, not the same reason, but similar challenges. And like, you kind of put this mask on when you go into a room full of people and you're like, okay, yeah, I got to get it together today. I'm going to have to be that bubbly, super bubbly, like kind of what I feel like I'm doing right now. Actually. Yeah. To be the super bubbly person and be engaging and, and yeah. conversational. And it's hard. Yeah. We have, I mean, you have to be on, yeah. I call it being on. Mm -hmm. And so it's called an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. And so there are times whenever I have had to be on for eight hours with people. And when I get home, Kenny, my husband is like, what do you want to do? I don't want you to speak to me. I want to, to sit me. in silence. I want to sit in silence and re-energize. You wouldn't know that I was an introverted extrovert because I do such a good job of being an extrovert. Mm -hmm. and that, but that introvert side is screaming, go home, do nothing. <laughs> but you can't. You <laughs> have to keep fun. going. Yeah, but you have to keep yeah. going. I could be on, on, on for all day long, and then you won't see me for two or three days. Like, yeah. if you go back and look at my social media or anything like that, I'm like, I it's like dump and retreat. Yep. Dump and retreat. Yep. And I'm like, I hate that. There's that only so much like, energy you can give out, though. Good Lord, I know. Yeah, and Lord then up. you just have to re-energize yourself. Yeah. So I have a, <clears throat> I have a question for you. Uh-oh. I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer this one because I don't know if people will like my answer. But what is one thing that your spouse thinks that you love about real estate that maybe you don't oh that maybe I don't mm-hmm I put a twist on that one mm. Mm. do you want me to untwist it I don't know I'm trying to think about that because you know it's a whole thing it's like well I know what I like I know what he thinks I like but I don't know that I know what he thinks I like that I don't like it's you know an interesting I mean? conundrum for sure it's quite the conundrum <laughs> oh my gosh um well, he did say something recently to me. He's, uh, actually, we have a daily agent huddle. We have a team huddle every morning for 20 minutes. You know, the market is super weird right now. My business is inconsistent. Our team's business is somewhat inconsistent at the moment, just with everything that's going on. And he made a comment on our agent huddle this morning because I was like, well, what are you going to do about it? How are we going to get it? You know, I'm pumping everybody up. Like, well, let's get to He goes, God, you're always so fucking positive. You're always so fucking positive. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm really not. This is... I mean, I'm trying to be, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a fairly positive person, but at the same time, I'm like, no, 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 this is a motivation. Yeah. This is, that's what this is. Yeah. This is me telling you, 
that same thing that you're worried about that you don't think you can do, I also don't think I can do. But I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you you can fucking do it. Absolutely. And you should go do it because right. it's going to bring you business, right? I mean, I think it feels a little bit like imposter syndrome sometimes. A little bit. But, but yeah. So he thinks I'm super positive and I'm not. What about you? Um, I think Kenny has been so engulfed in my real estate career that he truly knows what I act like I like and what I don't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this morning, the, the whole sky is falling. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, and now you have to detach and compartmentalize and go do this thing. And, and so to me, that question is really tough because he, he knows. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that guy could sell a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really, honestly, I do. Oh, I do too. Because he has sat and listened and he'll, he'll stop doing whatever he's doing He'll be like, put it on speakerphone. So he'll listen to stuff. Not he likes stuff. to get into it too. He's yeah. like, no, you should tell him this. Yeah. <laughs> not stuff that he's not supposed to hear because there really isn't a sure. whole lot he shouldn't hear. But he's in it with me and he like, and then he'll give me really good advice afterwards. So Bryant joined us. Um, my husband, Bryant, joined us uh, and got his real estate license last year and is now a part of our team. And he got licensed in December, I believe, last year. So almost a year. Wow. Yeah. And he's done really well. But same thing. He'd been hearing all the conversations. He knows all the things that are going on. Of course, I didn't give him like the play by play all the time, obviously. But if he's in the car and I'm on the phone or something like that, you know, he's hearing it. Yeah. For me, it's entertaining to hear him talking to clients and I can hear like my exact words because, you know, over time, you pretty much say the same thing with a little twit, you know, depending on the situation and stuff. But you're pretty much saying the same thing. And it's so funny to me to hear him repeat stuff that he's heard me say for years and years and years. And it's like, that's actually super fantastic. <laughs> That's really cool. That is funny. Yeah. Kenny should get his license. Yeah, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. He's got a lot. I mean, he's got a lot going on. He yeah. does a lot of lawn mowing. Yeah. Yeah. He's just landscaping. Bearded lawn guys. Hey, he's going to do great this, this fall. Lumberjack city. Heck yeah. Like, you could totally pull that off. Minus yeah. the lumberjack part, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the Chiefs game. Yes. Did you Did you see who... Did you see who was at the Chiefs? I had no idea. No, I have no idea who, Do you mean to tell what you? we're talking about. Do you mean to tell you who was Absolutely. at the Chiefs game? Absolutely. I mean, I only live in Kansas City and you know, I'm on social media. I, oh, no well, I was at the Chiefs game. I know you were. I got Kenny on the Jumbo Truck. I love it. Every game. Sunday, you guys are on the freaking Jumbo Truck. I know. He's on the Jumbo Truck. I know. I, I do such a good job. I'm like, Kenny, get big. The camera's guys looking. <laughs> and he'll be like, huh? Are you like tracking the camera, dude? Like, the hey, entire buddy. game. I can't wait until I get him on the big screen because then I can watch the game. <laughs> so this. This last week was a big deal for Kansas City. Yeah. It's becoming a bigger deal for Kansas City. For yeah. sure. Because mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. was like Taylor Swift was there. Was yeah. it a surprise? Were well, you like, what? We knew the at hell? that point. We knew yeah. at that point. When she we were walking by, she was already, like, she had already been there, but we were surprised she was there. Um, but when we were walking by, it was complete chaos. Oh, I'm sure. There were like 17 guards. They had, to, and I mean like sheriffs. Oh, yeah. They had to put up barricades because all of the Swifties were out there with their cameras. Just like, is she, I'm like, guys, it's third quarter. I mean, I know we're There's a them. football game going on right? over here. Right? It's definitely brought people who really aren't in football into football. They're like, oh, this True. might be something I should pay attention to. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. I do think that for a lot of us that don't really pay attention to Taylor Swift or her music, um, I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. You know, uh, Charlie Hustle, our local t-shirt maker here, our vintage t-shirt maker, came out with a hoodie and a t-shirt that says, in my red era. Nice. And it is hilarious because it looks just like the Chiefs. You know, like whenever you can't use their branded stuff, you know, you see this Times New Roman type stuff. Anyway, it says, in my red era. Nice. And I'm like, oh my God. I, but I do love it because I think 
she's bringing a lot of people into into football that wouldn't normally be. I hope it's real. If it's not, I hope they're at least good friends. I mean, whatever. But I do think it'll be a nice boon for Kansas City real estate. Yeah. I mean, I really actually do. I mean, not that I know where he lives, but I know where he lives. Yeah, exactly. So I could, mm-hmm. you could be his neighbor. Yeah. Won't you Easily. be his neighbor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are like four houses that are in that price range that she would typically buy in across the country. You know, the, all of the homes that she's owned and whatever in that price range. We have four. We have four mm, in Kansas City. I'm not surprised. That not are Taylor worthy. Okay, so one last thing to talk about. Yes. Let's let's get back to reality because this is reality. <laughs> I mean, you know, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Okay. This is some real tea. See, mm. we had some tea. Now we're going to have some real. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. really real, mm-hmm. but, you know, reality. Mm-hmm. So the last 90 days. In the last 90 days, motivated agents or motivated salespeople. Are changing brokerages. They are doing that. That is accurate. We are heading into brokerage changing season. This is true. But the ones that aren't interested in changing, and if you do want to change, come to Real Broker with me and Jana. Absolutely. But for those that don't want to change and then want to buckle down Mm -hmm. on... Or even if they do. Even if they do and they want to buckle down. Double down, triple down, and then come to Real. All the things. We're here for it. We'll help you transition. So this is the time where you need to decide what you're going to look like for the last 90 days. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be the person that reevaluates the last nine months and says, you know, I could have hit better goals. I'm going to double down right now so that I hit that goal by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Interesting if you can be that person because then you got holidays and turkey and food and presents and Christmas lights or Hanukkah candles. I don't know, whatever you do. It's all the things, right? So that's an interesting perspective. What are you going to do? What is your 90 days going to look like? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go make 500 phone calls. What could you implement into your current routine Mm -hmm. one day a week? What would you do? Mm, Get up earlier. Really? Yeah, I would probably get up earlier. I wake up every day pretty much at at, uh, 7 Mm o'clock. And then I just kind of like mess around the house and do some stuff. Yeah, Yeah, and that's because I've created the schedule that I've created. Mm -hmm. I think it would be probably I would wake up an hour earlier and maybe do some some intentional stretching, Mm -hmm. some intentional day planning. Um, but see that that's the problem. What would you do? I would do this and this and this and this and this and this and this, right? And then you know what you do? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So if you can think about this in a very little way, a very mm-hmm. small task, what is one thing that you could implement into your life right now that's going to potentially help finish this year fantastic and make 2024 super strong? Yeah, I struggle with this a little bit because I, you know, when I go back and I look at the cycle of most agents, whatever you're doing today, you're not going to see the results of for 60 to 90 days. Right. Right. I mean, sometimes some of those things are going to slide up and hit you in the next 30 to 45 days in a positive way, not a negative way. But whatever you're doing right now, you're not likely to see the results of until the end, until the beginning of next year. So then why start at the beginning of next year? Exactly. If you start now, mm-hmm. you've now got a head start on your New Year's resolutions for 2024. Yep. Just 100%. resolve it now. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Resolve it. Resolute it now. I don't know what that word do is. Do that now. <laughs> do the resolutions now. That is super important. And yeah. also, don't forget to look back on the last nine months and say, good job, or mm-hmm. you could have done better, or I feel Do you do confident. that currently? We do that every month. We look back at the last 30 days and are kind of looking at what was working, what wasn't working. Well, we do it every day, too, in our huddles, but 
you know, do you do you sit down and kind of go through that every month or every I week personally go through it? it probably once a week mm-hmm. by myself, just yeah. with my numbers and my data that I have. Mm-hmm. So I, I stay pretty calm. And my TC probably hates me for it because if there's a sale not on there, I'm like, hey, um, where's that sale? And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. And then I feel bad for asking. But, girl, I'm I'm looking at my numbers consistently. Yes. Every so day. Every it's important. Day. I think that's one of the things. If there was one thing that you could do, I, I truly believe this. I'm a very foundational type person and numbers are really, really important to me, right? So we sit down and we look at like what was working, what wasn't working and what can we do differently, right? Yeah. And this is a very like software development, agile development type philosophy um, that I brought into real estate. But I think if you could do one thing that would potentially position you to be in, whether it's in the next 90 days or for the rest of your career, it's actually knowing your freaking numbers. 100%. It's, it amazes me how many agents do not have any idea where their business came from, how many transactions they've closed this year, this month, last week. Yep. I mean, it's insane to me. Or their volume and it where those won't, sources come from. It won't grow if you don't, don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for real, it won't grow if you don't know. Mm-hmm. If you're never tracking it, You'll never know where you are. Yep. How can you grow something that you know nothing of? Yeah, exactly. It won't grow if you don't know, yep. period. And numbers are, to me, the hands down the most important thing. If you're seeing really great success in one area, double down. Yep. And if you're not seeing great success in another Let area and you've been doing it for two years, then maybe that's not the right thing for you to do. I'm yep. not a big fan of, like, stop doing it because you're not seeing results, like, in the last week. But Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that whole squirrel mentality, but definitely be looking at it like, okay, what was working? What wasn't working? How did I feel right. about what I was doing? Right. Did I enjoy it? Right. Which is a big thing for me too. Like you focus on the things that you actually enjoy doing. And that definitely you're going to be successful at. Right. And that definitely wraps back into like consistency mm-hmm. over effort over time. Yes. Like if your effort is over time, mm-hmm. if you're starting to see those results, stick with it, mm-hmm. double down. In closing, my last question for you. Like, what's your goal for next year? Have you thought about it yet? Um, No, not yet. you personally or your team? I don't really like to set team goals because I can't control those. I like to set personal goals. And I like to have my team set personal goals. Mm -hmm. Um, This Friday, we're actually going to do personal goals for the rest of the year and then start thinking about our goals for next year. I like to have last fourth quarter goals Mm -hmm. i think they're very very important they help keep you motivated because it gets cold and it gets you know and it gets easy and it gets easy to just kind of relax just chill what about you yeah we 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 do something similar each of our agents we do an mrea plan every fourth quarter um that we look at every quarter when we do our coaching but every fourth quarter we put together the mrea plan for the next year they basically put down their personal numbers and then we boil those up and that becomes our team goal oh nice and so the nice thing about that is we can see like okay i've got an agent that's newer and she needs a lot of extra you know support and and a lot of extra conversation pairing her with someone else let's raise that goal up and i'm also looking at like from a challenge perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm big on um, Grant Cardone's 10X philosophy mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, don't focus on what you think you can obtain. Make that goal crazy. Yeah. Because you're going to, you're not going to hit it and you need to be okay with that, but you also need to be able to push yourself harder. Yeah. Right? And so our goal for next year is 36 million mm-hmm. as a group. And we're, we're a team of four plus, no wait, we're a team of five. Sorry. We're a team of five plus our TC and our marketing manager. Um, and that's our goal. 36 million is for 2024. Nice. And we'll Let's go. So far. So far. Let's go.
Okay, well, thanks for hanging out today. This was super fun. Thanks for some real tea. Yes. With Jana and Moxie. Yes. And what are we going to talk about in the future? I think setting kind of that tone about what we're going to we're going to talk about going forward. Well, I want to know if you've ever pooped your pants. So that's one thing I plan on talking about. I've never pooped my pants. You're not supposed to answer right now. Okay, well, now we know. Have you pooped your pants? I'm not answering right now. Why not? That's a different day. They'll have to listen. They'll have to listen for that story. (laughs) But no, I think we're going to talk about things like hot spilt tea. We've talked about that a little bit. Accountability, um, goal planning, business planning type stuff. We're also going to share a little bit of our horror stories we've discovered in real estate. Yeah. We're going to talk about things that we think we could be doing differently. And really it's about being transparent, right? About our business and the kind of people that we want to work with and the type of business that we want to do going yeah. forward and who we are as people. And I'd love input from people too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you want to hear some stuff. You and I've gotten around a little bit in the real estate marketing campaign, but it's just a little bit. We've got some stories and we'd love to hear what people want to hear from us. So yeah. I'm excited about it. It's Jana and Moxie with Real Broker. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Later, Gator. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We know you're probably potty watching or avoiding doing something domestic today, and we're glad you found us instead. If you've got a crazy real estate story to share, burning questions you want the real tea spilt on, or maybe you want to sponsor our little production, we want to hear from you. Shoot us an email so that we can collaborate. And until next time, guys, we'll be a hot mess. And uh, you keep doing you, boo-boo. Make it a great day.